I have been listening to Audible for years. It just started with a free trial and my favorite Ellen Hildebrand book. And then once I realized how much I could accomplish in a day, like cooking for the kids, cleaning, organizing the house, you name it, um, while being entertained, I was hooked. It has all of my favorite fiction books, but it also has our favorite books on natural birth like Mindful Hypnobirthing, Birth Without Fear, Birthing From Within, Natural Childbirth, The Bradley Way, just to name a few. If you use my link, you can get 30 days free of Audible. Just go to audibletrial.com slash birthnaturally. And I suggest starting with Ina May's Guide to Childbirth if you haven't already, because that is a listener favorite. So once again, just go to audibletrial.com slash birthnaturally for 30 days free. Welcome to Birth Naturally. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Kate. And we're sisters having a conversation about everything from med-free birth to natural parenting. Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode. We will be talking to Jenna today, who I've known for quite a few years now. She had a hospital birth with her first and really had a very smooth labor. She was able to achieve the birth that she wanted by staying active. She ran throughout her pregnancy. She did yoga. She even did a bit of yoga while she was in labor. So more power to her. (laughs) Yeah, really. (laughs) I think you'll all find Jenna's story really positive and just empowering for especially the pregnant moms right now. Speaking of pregnant moms, how are you doing, Kaylee? I'm pretty good, like 25 weeks pregnant now, and these last couple weeks that we've been stuck at home have gone like, I mean, they've gone slow in some ways, but now that I'm at the beginning, I was 19 weeks, now I'm 25, and now it's like starting to feel like it's going very fast, and yeah. I feel... I know, especially you know. when you're feeling good, you're. It's just like kind of the time just takes yeah. by. It's yeah. so, it's so funny that when you don't feel good, time just drags. <laughs> like oh, first yeah. the trimester. First, the first trimester, I was like, "Wow, okay, it's been a year, so that's good." Um, yeah, truly. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and um, lately because I have not had any appointments besides phone calls, I've been just doing a lot of thinking and. <sighs> Not finding that I was really connecting with my midwives the way mm-hmm. that I wanted to. And part of that is because I can't see them and you can't have that, you know. That, that interaction, that human. Yes, right. I can totally see that. So it's kind of just gotten my mind going and I'm actually considering switching midwives. I've talked to two that I really liked. So the one I see now is a CNM. And that's the one that Caitlin actually, that you had a um That I used with for recently. my home birth, yeah. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with them. I really like yeah. them, but I talked recently to a traditional midwife and the CPM and I'm leaning more towards the CPM. It feels like it's kind of somewhere in the middle. It just adds a little stress right now because you have to go through like the whole yeah. switching and I mean, that's never fun. You no, know? I know all the paperwork and that kind of stuff. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But I feel like I've been more stressed about the fact that I don't feel how I want to feel. And I think that this will, like, in the long run, alleviate the stress. Yeah, more so. I can. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I, you know, I changed midwives at 25 weeks and 
sometimes that's just all it takes to make things go smoothly and it's your birth and you have to do whatever it's going to take to get to that point where you just feel super comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm coming like, I kind of was going back and forth for the last, I don't know, month or so. And this midwife is doing in-person visits, not as many. And instead of just like basically just the televisits, which I don't know, I wasn't, not that I feel like I need a lot of that intervention, like because my pregnancy yeah. is normal and I, my, I've been monitoring my blood pressure at home and baby's moving and I, everything, everything's fine. What I just want is like that one-on-one with a midwife who's going to be in my house. Like that's what I'm, yeah. you know, I want to feel comfortable in my house. I'm going through that process now, but other than that, same old, same old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that'll be good for you in the long run. So I think it's good to just trust your instincts and do what yeah. you got to do. Yeah, I mean, we tell moms that all the time when we're mm-hmm. talking to them. So now it's like, take your own advice and do it. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> i doing it. Well, good for you. Yeah, so we are so excited with recently we've had such great response to the podcast and mm-hmm. You know, we've had a lot of people follow along on Instagram at Birth Naturally, and we have been talking to so many more moms and listening to their stories. And we are so excited that this podcast is growing and that other people are seeing what what we're doing and appreciating it. And like we always say, if you like what you hear, please share it with a friend and leave us a review on iTunes or your preferred podcast player because it helps others find us. So we really appreciate everyone. Yeah, for doing. thank you guys. We really love hearing your feedback. It makes it really truly makes our day. Yeah, I mean when when we get a positive <laughs> review or a nice message, what, like it's usually Kate who gets the notification and she sends it to me, and it's like I, I'm showing my, I'm showing Evan like oh, look we got. <laughs> I know it's it really it just makes us so happy so um we want to hear more about how you're feeling about the podcast yeah because your dms and stuff like they they make us so happy so yeah let us know what you think and we hope that you enjoyed today's episode they say giving birth is equivalent to running a marathon but what about being pregnant and building a company from scratch while taking on the multivitamin aisle That is the story of Ritual's founder, Kat Schneider, who started Ritual because she couldn't find a prenatal she could trust. So I just started recently taking the Essential for Women multivitamin, and it's been great so far. They are super gentle on my stomach. I can even take them without food, which is just very convenient. And yeah, it's great because I just wanna fill some gaps in my diet and I feel like this is exactly what I need. They're also great tasting, like the the Essential for Women multivitamins have like this minty taste, so I'm so not used to that. I'm used to that like not so great aftertaste, so that's been awesome as well. So although I am not pregnant, Ritual has a prenatal that you can trust. They are made with traceable ingredients. You can literally look at a map and see where all the ingredients have come from, which is super cool. And you better believe I checked that out and I loved it. And all of the ingredients are vegan, bioavailable, and clinically studied key nutrients for before and during pregnancy. 
They're also non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free. So why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it's the real deal. Ritual is offering my listeners 30% off during their first month. Visit ritual.com slash birth naturally to start ritual or add essential for women prenatal to your subscription today. Hi, Jenna. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast today. Good morning, ladies. How are you? Good. Good. We're excited to have you here. Yay. I'm excited too. Why don't you start off by just telling us a little bit about you and your family? Sure. Um, my name is Jenna. My my family is still a new family. My son, Wyatt, is a little over 10 weeks old. So we're just, you know, taking every single day, navigating it. We're learning a lot about each other, <laughs> ups, ups and downs. Um, and yeah, so it's just my, my husband, Matt, and then myself, Wyatt. And we have two cats who we love with all of our hearts, but they have been crazy since having the baby. <laughs> so, so I basically have three kids, even though one of them is a human. So, yeah. Yes, I can understand that. <laughs> so when did you guys decide to start your family and how was your journey to getting pregnant? So we've been together for, we're coming up on 10 years. Um, and I was literally the girl always. And I'm like, I'm never getting married and I'm never having kids. And of course, we decided to get married. And then we got, we got married in 2017. Um, and then I'm just thinking, I'm like, I'm getting older. So we kind of need to make a decision whether or not we're going to do this because I'm 34. My husband um, just turned 33. So we're going back and forth, going back and forth. We're like, what, who are we kidding? Like, we know we want a family. What are we going to do for the next 60 years? Stare at each other? Like, <laughs> yes, you know, kids are like an amazing thing. And having a family is an amazing thing. And you get to just create this life and nurture and watch this kid and or kids grow up. So I'd say we're in 2020 now. So I guess it was end of 2018. Like, we like, we're like, okay, I think we're going to start trying soon. And we started trying in, I believe it was March, and we tried like twice, literally, and then I got pregnant. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> that was way easier. And it's like, so we were super thankful that it was so easy, but we're like, oh my God. Yeah, like, it's a shock. This, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're like, this is it. And I'm like, I thought I had all summer to like still drink and have vacation. And I'm like, no, right. I'm like, what am I going to do? So, yeah. So we were definitely excited, but we were like, oh my God, I can't believe this is actually happening. So that's when me being very type A, I started to, you know, just plan, 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 plan. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah, always it, was, it, was, it is. Even yeah. if you plan and even if you've tried for a long time, it's always that. Oh yeah. And I took multiple tests and my husband was saying, because even in the weeks before, like we knew I was pregnant, like right around the time he's like, You're probably pregnant. And I said, No, I'm not. It's impossible. This is the second time we tried, like there's no way. Mm-hmm. And then I started I took I feel like 13 tests. And they were the ones with like the strips and I was checking, what is it? My HCG levels. And I'm like, no way, no way. And it's getting like a little panker. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. There's no way it's possible. And then I think it was on like a Wednesday 
And I'm like, let me get the test that actually says like the words. So I did. And it said pregnant. And I was like, Oh, so I, <laughs> I text, I text my husband. Cause you know, he was at the office and I work from home and he was like, Oh my God, this is that. So no, I didn't do anything really exciting. And sweet to surprise him. I'm, I'm not that fun. <laughs> so, it was just through a text message that we were just like, holy shit. Oh my God. So. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. So, so what was your pregnancy like? Did you have any problems or, or how did you feel? No, it was, and I, I always feel bad like saying this, but it was really easy. Like no problems at all. I didn't get sick once. I didn't feel pregnant. Like up until I was seven months. Like I felt totally normal. Um, it's just like, I started to, you know, get a little belly and I'd start to get out of breath a little more. Um, and with, cause I run and do yoga. So running started to get harder and harder. Um, but other than running being hard, it was really easy. I had no cravings. It was just like, I took a nap maybe once or twice and that was it. Everything wow. was normal. That's not, I had yeah. a pregnancy like that, and it's very like it. You kind of almost forget that you're pregnant sometimes because yeah, like just fine. You know, it's except except when people are like, oh, do you want you know like this like whiskey drink? And it's like, nope, nope <laughs> yeah, can't, can't have it. Sorry, <laughs> nope. <laughs> then you remember. <laughs> but yeah, and you feel bad because some people have these like you know crazy pregnancies. Where because my stepsister had a really tough pregnancy and she was pregnant around the same time. And I just felt bad because it was easy, but I'm like, all right, well, I should just be really thankful because mm-hmm. if we do it again, it could you be a nightmare. Know. So just, yeah, yeah just a- appreciate this for what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, all my pregnancies were totally different. So yeah. But who knows? Maybe we'll get another easy one. <laughs> yeah, that'd be oh, I don't know if I'm that lucky. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. So did you guys always know that you were going to try to have a natural birth or was that something you decided like during your pregnancy? So I always, like, I always thought I was going to get an epidural, just always. And I have a tattoo, like a big tattoo on my back. And I remember when I got it, everyone's like, well, when you want to get an epidural, it's going to be a problem. And I'm like, why? Like, I, 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 I still don't get why. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I've never heard that one, but. <laughs> so in my head, I was, I was like, oh crap, like it might be an issue, but whatever. And then when we got pregnant, I still thought we we're going to do an epidural. Um, I started to look into a doula because I knew um, my husband as supportive and amazing as he is, I knew that he might be a little nervous, you know, during the labor. So I was like, it's good to have support. So we met with the doula and she asked me the same question. She's like, do you, are you going to do an epidural? Are you going to go natural? And I'm like, well, I didn't really think about going natural because I didn't think I'd be able to handle it. Um, And she's like, well, just give it, you know, thought there's no time, like no rush. You don't need to make this decision now, whatever. I'm like, okay. So I started to look into it more and more. And then I started to really think about it. And because of my personality and my discipline and all my, you know, craziness, I'm like, I think I might be able to do this with my background in like yoga and meditation and stuff. Like, I think I might be able to breathe through this and really concentrate on the breathing aspect and not get too lost. And, uh, yeah. So that's kind of where my mindset changed was shortly after we met with the doula and we met with her. I think I was probably April, maybe three, three or four months pregnant. 
Okay. So it was around then that I made the decision. And then once I made it, that was it. I stuck with it. And you could imagine the comments that I got from family members. Everyone's like, there's no way that you can do this without an epidural. It's going to be so painful. You're not going to survive. I'm like, thanks for being so supportive, yeah. guys. Like, Well, I don't understand awesome. those types of comments. You know, it's so, it, you, it's a strange time in your life because people think you're open to all sorts of, I mean, during your pregnancy, it's like, Hey, please. Unsolicited advice. Yeah, please tell me everything and tell me how my body looks and the horror stories. It's, it's very strange. I don't get it. I think yeah. uh, yeah, and the negative comments, I don't understand why anyone would ever think that was okay. And, and the unfortunate thing is that it continues after you have a baby. Mm-hmm. Like I get oh, comments yeah. all the time about how, oh, boy's going to be so much different than the girls. Like yeah. he's going to be crazy. And I, I don't understand why we can't just like talk about the positives Positive. of yeah. having yeah. kids, you know? Well, isn't it that saying that misery loves company, yes. right? <laughs> yes. So it's and, just I feel like this. People go through hard stuff and they just think, of course, it's going to be that way for you. And it's just like, why can't we just support each other and lift each other up? And I mean, this goes into so many other different topics too, Mm -hmm. but it's just like, come on, like, especially as women, like, let's be there for each other. And it's like, even if you don't think I can do it, you don't need to tell me that. Just be like, that's awesome that you made that decision. Like I, I support you. Yeah. And it's like, and if you have any trouble you know just whatever it's just yeah it's yeah very frustrating so that you got to prove them all wrong (laughs) well girl believe me that was definitely on my mind which is sad but it was on my mind during labor like when it was getting like really really hard at the end that was one of the things I said I was like I do not want to let myself down and let all these people think that they're right. I'm like, that's no. And I'm like, and I shouldn't have such an ego and I shouldn't be concentrating on this when I'm in labor. But, um, you know, it's just yeah. in the back of your mind. Cause you're oh, like, yeah. screw you. Like, don't tell me I can't do something. Cause you said that I'm going to do it. Yes, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. That's my yeah. personality type too. So I get it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I know you hired a doula, but what else did you do to prepare for the natural labor? I mean, obviously you have your breathing techniques that you worked on. Did you take any classes? Did you read any books? Yeah. Um, I took a class. It was, it was a birthing like labor type class and it was here in the city. There's this woman, uh, Brittany, uh, Sharp McCollum. She's awesome. It's called Blossoming Bellies. And she was teaching a series at this store that's around the corner that's like a store for kids so we took the class and we learned a lot like you learn stuff in health class yeah you don't learn this and I don't really retain much (laughs) from high school middle school even college I don't retain much so I had to relearn stuff about my body and you really learn so much and even in the class a lot of it was about teaching you the rights that you have, because when you go to the hospital and, and you, you, I think you both were both saying this in your podcast is that you don't know what your choices are. Mm -hmm. And the doctor comes in and the doctor says to you, this is what we're going to do. And you're just nervous. And you're like, okay, but it's like, no, you have the right to say no. This is like, and so a lot of it was focused on that. And literally, like, any questions we had, it's like, well, can we choose this? Can we choose this? She's like, you, anything you want. You can refuse anything. You can say yes to anything. She's like, this is your birth. So it was, like, it was empowering, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my husband was there for it. He got to learn a lot of stuff about anatomy. And it, we were just like, oh, my God. So it's like, and you even learn laboring techniques and stuff, too. So I thought that was really, really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, I read books in addition to that. And, of course, read different stuff online and in different Facebook groups, but a birthing class, like it made 
a huge difference. Like we felt like we had a lot of confidence going into it for sure. And I'm like, we're educated. We're good to go. Yeah. That's so awesome. I, re- yeah, I, th- I recommend birthing classes. <laughs> I think it's fantastic that your instructor actually lets you know that you could make decisions because I've never heard of that. In a, I mean, with a midwife um, centered care they kind of put the ball more in your court, but if you're birthing in hospital tradition, like in a traditional setting with a, with an OB, it's very rare that you ever hear. I mean, and you you did hear in both of our birth stories. It was we both had our first two in um, in the hospital, and there was no choice. It felt like so to to yeah. be in you know just be told like hey you have a choice. It may it seems so basic, but when mm-hmm. you're in that situation and you're a new mom. It's that's yeah. that's fantastic to to hear that from someone else to say, hey, you can say no because it is your yeah. birth, you know. Yeah, and I've heard so many different birth stories, and one of my older sisters had a terrible, like terrible birth story. In the end, they didn't charge her for her birth at the hospital because oh they screwed gosh. up so bad. Wow, wow. and. So like after hearing all that and I'm just like, I need to, and just the way that I am and the way that Matt is like, we want to educate ourselves as much as possible. We want to go in there with all the tools that we have because I don't want, and I can get crazy. I don't want someone telling me what I can and can't do, especially in labor. I can't imagine what my response would be, (laughs) what my attitude would turn into if somebody (laughs) said I could and couldn't do something. Um, But yeah, it's just educating yourself really is key. And I know at least in our hospital, like they were awesome, like no issues whatsoever. And again, if we didn't educate ourselves, it probably would have went along the lines of them making the decisions for us and not necessarily giving us the information, telling us that we had a choice. So yeah, just arm yourself with all the tools. Definitely. So how were you feeling as you approached your due date? And I should also ask, um, when did you deliver your overdue? Were you before your due date? I was before the due date. So I delivered on December 18th. He was due on December 27th. And of course, everybody and their mother was like, Christmas baby. (laughs) And I'm like, ah, no. And they're like, oh, well, because your kid's going to get gypped with presents. And I'm like, dude, we're not even thinking about that. It's just when you wake up on your birthday, you want it to be your special day, you know? And if you wake up on your birthday and it's also Christmas, you just kind of feel like, oh, it's not really my day. (laughs) So I was just hoping to avoid it. And I kept saying over and over, I want him to be early. I want him to be early. And um, Matt's grandmother's birthday is December 18th. So I just threw it out there and I'm like, I would be great if he was born on December 18th. So I feel like I kind of put it into the universe. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then my husband was saying like two weeks prior to me delivering, he's like, I had a dream. He's like, and Wyatt came on December 17th. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. So of course, December 17th, I wake up in the morning and I had like a little strange, like discharge, stranger than normal. And I'm just like weird. So Mm -hmm. I text the doula and she's like, okay. She's like, well, you could be, you know, your water could be breaking early. What are your other symptoms, if you will? And I'm like, nothing. I feel 100% normal. And me being me, I'm like, can I go to yoga still? She's like, yeah, you can go to yoga class, but you should wear a pad. And I'm like, I'm not wearing a pad to yoga. I'm like, that's no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so, you know, because I don't listen. So I went to yoga and class was great, totally normal. I felt fine. But in the back of my head, I knew... I'm like, something might be up. So before Matt left for work, he just packed a hospital bag for him. 
I was still packing mine, of course. I wasn't ready. Um, and so I get home and like Matt's all his hospital stuff's ready. And I'm like looking and I'm like, well, he packed it for no reason. I'm like, there's no way this is happening today. So I continue my day. I start work. I start laundry. And I come up to like the top of the stairs on the second floor and my water breaks. And I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> I'm like, okay. And so one of my cats is in the bedroom. So he looks over and comes over and I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, this is not for you. This isn't like a toy. No, I'm like, get away. <laughs> but I'm standing there and I'm like, oh my God, it's intense when your water breaks. I'm like, that was interesting. It's a lot. <laughs> So I text my husband. He wasn't answering, of course. And then I start giving him really nice text messages. So <laughs> he calls me and I'm like, uh, yeah, water broke. Like, I guess I'm going into labor. And I called the doula and I still wasn't having contractions. So my husband came home from work. I continued to do laundry. I packed my bag. I cleaned the house. I just was doing stuff because I'm like, I need to get stuff done if we have to go to the hospital. And the doula said, she's like, stay home as long as you want, which was always in the back of my head. I'm like, I should stay home and I should try and get my contractions to come and whatever. But after running around for two hours, Matt was like, have you felt him move? And I said, no. And he's like, okay. I'm like, well, now I'm worried. Thank you. Because I've been running around. I haven't, I haven't been paying attention. And I'm like, so what if I'm screwing something up right now? Like what if, because the amniotic sac first and there's less water what if something happens and I will never forgive myself I'm like all right let's go to the hospital so we go to the hospital we're in triage and then they tell me okay your contractions aren't coming so you either have to get pitocin or you can go home for eight hours and you can decide whether or not you know you can do different things to get yourself going and I'm like well with my luck, I'm going to go home. Nothing's going to happen. And I'm just going to have to come back in eight hours. And I said to the midwife, because Pennsylvania Hospital has midwives and doctors. We just happened to get a midwife who um, does beer runners with us. So I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? What's the world? <laughs> um, and she said to me, she's like, listen, Jenna, she's like, you don't know the difference between a regular contraction and one that's a Pitocin-induced contraction. She's like, you've never had a contraction before. She's like, so it's going to hurt like hell no matter what. And I'm like, okay, that's a good point. All right, I'll do it. So I did it. And then the, sh- the show got started, if you will. I mean, it took a while, but eventually, mm-hmm. you know, things started moving. So they, did they start the Pitocin like pretty low or what, how did that go? So they started the Pitocin. I, we got to the hospital at 1230. They started it at five, you know, because you just want to hang out in the hospital all day. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they started it at like, you know, like six or so, and then they upped it to 12. And then I'd say by about 10 o'clock, once it was around the the 12, 14, I started to feel contractions. And prior to that, when the nurse was in there with me, she's like, you're having a contraction right now. And I'm like, I don't feel that. I'm like, I thought that was just him moving. She's like, no, that's a contraction. And I'm like, oh, okay. So at 10, it started to actually get more intense. The highest they went with my Pitocin was 20. And that was, when they were at 20, that was definitely intense. And they were only at 20, I'd say for like an hour. And then they brought it back down a little bit. Um, But it was, it came pretty quick. And they say, when you get Pitocin, labor can last up to 72 hours. So in the back of my mind, in the back of Matt's mind, he was just like, okay. But once um, things started to get really crazy at about 2 a.m., that's when the contractions were like, very intense. 
I was thinking, I'm like, hey, if this is 72 hours like this, I'm like, <laughs> oh, I gosh. don't know. Yeah. I'm like, I couldn't physically handle that. I'm like, yeah. I think I'm pretty strong. I'm like, but like, this is crazy. Um, so thankfully we didn't get to that point. Oh, <laughs> Less lucky about that. Yes. Yeah, were you, were you able to move around in the hospital or were you kind of, I know when you have Pitocin, you have an IV. So. Yeah. So they had me hooked up to, to the IV and I started on, um, like a yoga ball and that was kind of doing stuff. And I just kept thinking back to my burden class. And it's just like, if you're not getting contractions faster and faster, keep moving, change positions. Don't stay in one position because you feel comfortable. It's just like, get moving. Mm-hmm. So after being on the ball for like 45 minutes or so, I'm like, all right, this isn't doing anything. I'm like, I'll get on all fours on the hospital bed. Once I did that, kicked in super fast. Like I didn't have to do anything else because the contractions just started to come on faster and faster and faster. Um, and thank God for the doula, because if it wasn't for her, like, I don't think I would have been able to do it. She would count up for me. So up to 30 and then she'd be like, okay, you only have 10 seconds left till you peak. And then then once I hit the peak, I knew I was coming back down. So her guiding me. Yeah. And coaching me made a huge difference because otherwise as you're going through it and the contractions increasing, you're just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. But if you know there's an end and you have someone counting down the end for you, you're like, I could do this for 10 more seconds. Like, I'm fine. Right. And yeah, then, that's a good idea. Yeah. So it made such a big difference. So then once I peaked and I came back down, she was right there. She's like, okay, you're coming down. And she'd get behind me and she'd rub my back. And she's like, just breathe. And so I'd breathe into it. And then in between contractions, it's not that I fell asleep, but I was so chill and so calm. And that's what I kept trying to explain to people when I said I wanted to go natural is that you have in between contractions to just like get the oxytocin to just chill Mm -hmm. and don't get yourself worked up. If you get yourself worked up and you get anxious and you're like, I can't do this. I can't do this. You're just talking yourself in circles. And so when the next contraction comes, you kind of like break down. Yeah. Um, it totally so it's like, like spirals. Yeah. You can't get ahead of yeah. it. That's what, you know, like, yeah. when it gets ahead of you, that's when there's trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, you so can, you can get it back, but it is, it, it, is it just takes more work to kind of get right. back yeah. to that point. Yeah. Exactly. It's like the, the fight or flight and the panic mode. So mm-hmm. if you can just kind of go with it and just like stay as strong as you can mentally and really appreciate the downtime in between contractions, like you can do it. And as we all know, historically, like there was no medicine back then. (laughs) Women did this. Women did this in the woods. Women did this like in probably the craziest places. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, so it's like, you can do it. It's just, you have to, you got to work for it. Yes, definitely. And it's funny you mentioned that like that almost sleeping between contractions because both Kate and I in, in, different like my first and her third we both had that like falling asleep almost in between contractions like even if it was just these short periods of time it's yeah. like you're the most like you go from this intense like super pain to like completely zonked out calm as you've ever yeah, been yeah it's like it's it's crazy that your body can be and when you and when off. you Oh yeah. And when you both were in that, even if you were sort of falling asleep, you were, could you still hear everything going on and you were still aware of everything going on? Um, I don't think I really was aware of anything. I think I was because I was in the hospital and I, there was just lots of noises when Kate, well, Kate was at home and it was just me and Steve there at that point. Yeah. And we were just 
very conscious. Like we could see, like she was almost snoring. <laughs> <to me>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, you were in it. She yeah. Was, yeah, and it was it was amazing to see. I was like, wow, she's the, and her contractions were like, this is when the, she was kind of ramping up towards transition. Yeah, I never knew I could sleep standing up. <laughs> yeah. See, now you learned a new now you learned a new skill. So you need exactly. to just like keep that with you for the rest of your life. You're like, do you know what I can do? I know. I wish I was able to just turn myself off like that sometimes, but <laughs> it doesn't seem yeah. to be working anymore. <laughs> And in terms of the hospital, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, because you, you made me just think of something. Um, our doula, the lights were so dim. She turned all the lights down. She brought candles. She brought um, oils. So it was such a chill That's atmosphere. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Like my husband was saying, he's like, I couldn't believe how relaxing it was. He's like, I was expecting it to be chaotic. He's like, it was so calm. We had our playlist playing. It was very quiet. So it was just like... Yeah, it was just yeah. a really, really nice atmosphere. So if you have like a birth plan and you have a doula and things like that, like you can go into the hospital and you can make it a better experience than, you know, if you, again, weren't prepared. It's just good to be like, yeah, you know what? Let's turn the lights down. Let's get yeah, these candles. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for sure. Like if you're going to go to the hospital, make it your own. Make it as, yeah. be as comfortable as you possibly can. That's, that's yeah, because you're allowed. You're allowed to. And we heard a story from the nurse where it was around Christmas, let's just say the year before, and a guy hung up all these Christmas lights in the room. So when the woman gave birth, Aww. it was like you know Christmassy. That's, that's sweet. <laughs> I like that. That's really cute. Yeah. So how are you feeling as it was like getting time to start pushing? Ooh. So. I'd say at like the two o'clock, it started to get really intense. And I, of course, I didn't know the exact time, but I'll say like around 2.50 or three, it was so, 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 as you both know, so intense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I, in the moment, forgot the previous knowledge that I had is when you're crowning is when you want to quit, when you think you can't handle it anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's where I, that's exactly where I was. And it's just, so I went from being on all fours to on my side on that bed. And I thought I was going to break the hospital bed. I was like pulling so hard and I'm like, I can't, <laughs> I can't do this. Like, it's just like, I've lasted this long. And this is again, when I was having that conversation where I'm like, I don't want to quit. I don't want to quit. And so the doula, she's like, well, let's get the midwife in here and let's give you a cervical check to see, you know, how far dilated. I'm like, all right. Man, it felt like that girl took like an hour. She may have only taken like 20 minutes, but it felt so long and you have no choice. So like the contractions are still coming and they're super intense. And I'm just like, holy shit, I'm going to die. And I kept saying, I'm going to die. That's what it feels like. (laughs) Oh yeah. And then, so she checked and she's like, all right, time to push. And Matt's like, all right, let's do it. And I'm crying and I'm like, I can't do it. And he's like, you have to, there is, you're, you're doing it. And, and if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't 10 centimeters, like in my head, if she would have said eight, I would have probably thrown in the towel because I just didn't think I can do it. But again, that's when you're going to quit is when you think you can't do it anymore because yeah, it's such an intense pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when you're right there always. It's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I, I, and it's like, Kelly always says everyone always goes through that when you're in labor. Yeah. Like you have to say, I'm, I can't do this at some point. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's like looking back now, it's like, I kind of smile and laugh about it. I'm like, ah, duh. But when you're in it, it's oh, tough. It's really, yeah. really tough. Mm-hmm. Oh Yeah. <laughs> 
Definitely. I was I was begging some random lady to like help me. She, she, I don't even know who she was. I was like, you need to help me. I can't do this. And she's looking at me like, whoa. She couldn't you like grab her by the arm. You're like, please. Oh my God, help me. <laughs> yeah. Funny. Just not in a good mental state at that point. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. So did pushing, I, a lot of people say like, they, it, it's like a sense of relief when they start, when they're yeah. able to start pushing. How was it for you? It, it's like, it's a way different thing. It's like you're going through contractions, you're going through hell. And then when it's time to push, it's a completely different feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and in between the pushes, I feel like I had like eight minutes or something ridiculous. Like it felt oh, wow. like forever. Mm-hmm. So I was like for real falling asleep at that point. Yeah, um, sure. But with the pushes, you know, it's a three sets of 10 and the first set of 10, you're doing good. You're strong. And then the second, like the third, I couldn't breathe. (laughs) Um, I got to maybe like six or seven on both of those counts or tries. And they'd have to give me um, an oxygen mask because I'm like, I'm going to like, I'm blacking out. Like I'm pushing so hard. Um, So I feel like I started pushing at 326. He was born at 414. So let's just say 45 minutes of pushing. And it was, you know, the doula was super helpful because she was reminding me it's from your core. Like, she's like, do not scream. She's like, stop using your throat. Stop, stop, stop. She's like, because you're not pushing right. She's like, you need to push with your core. So she Mm -hmm. kept reminding me and reminding me. Um, So I had her on one leg. I had a nurse on another. My husband was behind me holding my head up, which I'm really happy that he was because we both didn't know how he would respond. And he was super supportive. He did a really good job. He watched the whole thing, which we didn't think he'd be able to do. Um, (laughs) So he was back there helping me. And it was it was just a different feeling. And it really wasn't as the contractions are worse. Like the worst of the contractions were so much worse than pushing. So yeah, I'd say it was definitely a bit of a release and a relief. Mm-hmm. Um, and because no epidural, you get to feel your child coming out of you, which is wild. Yeah. <laughs> it's incredible, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Incredible feeling. So yeah. with the whole ring of fire, I felt it for maybe a second, but then I felt a shoulder and that's where my mind went was to the shoulder. Mm-hmm. And then my mind went to the torso and then to his leg. So it's like, then I, so the ring of fire, I didn't even really feel because I was concentrating on him and feeling him come out. And I'm just like, what yeah. <laughs> is happening? So bizarre. Like, this is so <laughs> weird. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm like, okay. So yeah, it was, yeah, the pushing wasn't like, it really wasn't bad at all. No, I, I minus, minus the breathing, you know, that was, yeah. Bad, <laughs> yeah. So did you find out what you were having before or was it a surprise? Yeah. Again, I'm type A and <laughs> my, hus- my husband's type A too. So when, I guess it was around 10 weeks with genetic testing, they're like, well, you don't have to do genetic testing, but your insurance covers it and you could find out the sex. And we're like, yeah, totally. <laughs> definitely want to know. Um, so we found out then. And of course they like send you the results online through their stupid portal Mm. and but it doesn't say like it's a boy it's a girl you got to scroll through like 40 lines of dr gibberish oh my god in like a language i can't understand and then it like lists the chromosomes and we're like what (laughs) yeah we're like well i guess it's a boy and we're like okay so it's a boy and then of course like throughout we kept asking we're like can you just check like is it a boy or is it a girl because maybe that you know 
the results are wrong, but yeah, no, so it was a boy. And then, so we got to <laughs> picking out names, you know, Aww. that takes a while. So yes, we got to, definitely. we got to start that debate. So that debate lasted for a bit. <laughs> so, so he was born and did they hand him right to you or, um, what yeah, happened? They, yeah, they, he popped out, they handed him to me and he latched like immediately. It's like wow. he screamed really, really, really loud. They placed him on my chest and he latched and I'm like, what? just happened. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. And it happened so fast where it's like some people, and of course I kind of feel like what's wrong with me. Cause I didn't start crying. I was just like, wait, what just happened? Cause it all happened like, so. (laughs) yeah, it all happened so quick. And all of a sudden I looked down and there's like a kid sucking on my boob. And I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) Um, So it was pretty, pretty crazy, but no, it was very surreal. That's yeah. for sure. And then, so after he did that for a little bit, then they took them and cleaned them. And my husband held them. They took, my husband took pictures when he was getting weighed and stuff. So, oh, and I, so you, me being me, I'm up moving around. I'm like, all right, what's going on? What can we do? <laughs> that's the great thing about doing it naturally is like, you don't have to just lay around in bed. Um, you can get yeah. up, take a shower if you want. And that's so nice. Yeah, that really is. So what was your recovery like? Um, again, I always feel bad. It was really easy. Like we got home Well, we were in the hospital, um, got there on Tuesday. He was born Wednesday. We left on Friday. So, but in the hospital, I was fine, like standing up, doing stuff, whatever. Like I felt pretty normal. And then we got home and I started doing stretches immediately because it's just, I feel crappy sitting for so long. Um, but other than that, you know, it's what's the ad that they banned on TV? What was that for? Was it the Oscars? And it was for Freedom. Oh, the Freedom Mom. Mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on, that commercial is so true. Yeah. Every aspect of that commercial, you got the stupid bottle, you got the like cold pad thingies, you got the <laughs> hospital underwear. You know what I mean? You got like yeah. the whole nine yards, and like you don't know that's going to happen. So that commercial is good for people to see. But anyway, so it was like that. Um, but it was fine. Like I, I really felt okay. And I started doing spin in my basement three weeks later. Wow. Um, I started taking walks like shortly after, cause I just needed to get out of the house because for me, it's like, I work from home, but before you have a kid, you have so much, you know, freedom to do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And then you bring the baby home and you're like, Whoa. And I'm just <laughs> on the couch and on the couch. And like, I need to get outside. We started taking daily walks, um, and then everybody made me wait until six weeks to start running. I wanted to start running sooner, but everybody, you know, was giving me a hard time. So I mm-hmm. listened to them and I waited. But yeah, like I really had no issues afterwards at all. Like it was, wow, it was that's okay. So, so again, I was very lucky. But I do think it was. Um, I think the fact that I, I ran up until September when I was pregnant and I did yoga the whole time. So I think yeah. being active while pregnant probably really helped with the recovery. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Because even yeah. with um, like the, what is it? I always say this word wrong. Diastasis. 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 Yeah. 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 So I we know what I you're was, talking about. <laughs> I, yeah. I thought I was going to get that, but I didn't get it. And I thought I was going to have all these issues, but like, I really feel good. And I think it's, yeah, because I stayed active and I was able to, you know, I don't know, 
bounce back quicker, I guess, which I hate yeah. that term. No, I, I completely agree though. If, if you're able to and comfortable during your pregnancy, like yeah. it definitely like plays a huge role on how you're going to feel even if, postpartum. Even if it's just going for walks and stuff every day, yeah. like it definitely mm-hmm. makes a huge difference, especially mentally too. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Very true. So do you have any yeah. advice for a mom that may be considering a med-free birth? Do it. <laughs> um, definitely, I, I think it's if you're considering it, it's like you've already kind of opened the box a little right. bit, you know? Mm-hmm. You've already toyed with the idea. And once you start toying with it, it's just have faith in yourself and believe that you're stronger than you think you are. Because between our own thoughts about ourselves and how other people make us feel, just don't listen to any of that crap. Like, again, historically, women have been doing this for years. Like if you really try like super hard, um, I think it's possible. And again, there's different things that pop up. No labor goes perfectly. Like whatever plan you have beforehand typically doesn't happen the way you want it to happen. And you have to go with the flow. You have to make sure that you're safe and that your baby's safe. And that's number one. But if things do work out and you're able to do it, then I just, bite the bullet and know that deep down inside you can do this. Just have the support team that you need to have educate yourself as much as you can. Cause it's just, it's such a good experience and I would never consider not doing it. Like I a hundred percent will do natural. Like if we have one more kid or a hundred more kids, I hope not a hundred, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, yeah, just like believe that you can do it. And again, the more, that you look into stuff and research and prepare yourself, the more confident you feel. And I think that makes a big difference going into it, having confidence and faith in yourself. Definitely. Yes. Mm -hmm. I love all of that. Um, So do you have any must have products for you or the baby? So I know Celia talked about the Solly wrap, which I completely agree. The Solly wrap is key because Mm -hmm. baby wants to be on mama as much as possible. Yes. (laughs) So, And it's like, we all want super strong arms, but we're not trying to break our back. Yeah. Um, so the Sally Wrap makes a huge difference. And we have um, a yoga ball or like an exercise ball. I'm on that thing all the time because he loves to be bounced. It makes a huge difference in calming him down and just... And again, I don't, I'm always like, I'm probably like, this is so bad that I'm doing this. He's just constant movement, but it's what he wants. So that's what we do. Um, So I definitely think that's super helpful. Um, We have like lots of little toys. One thing is the love every subscription box. Have you guys heard of that? I've heard of this. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, it's not cheap, but if you get it, it's, you don't have to buy any other toys and the, and books and cards and the things that come in it are so good for their development. It's kind of in the Montessori mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, but even when they're so young, like all they could see is the high contrast in the black and white. So you get all these different things, whether it's cards or books or rattles or whatever. And so it's paced with their development and it's just, really helpful. And within that box, like they give you directions on how to use stuff. They give you a book filled with lullabies because I'm like, I don't know any lullabies, please. I'm thinking <laughs> death cab for cutie and like radio head and like all this different stuff. And I'm like, Oh my God, why you're going to have such awesome music taste. Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> but I should probably be singing lullabies to baby. 
So <laughs> yeah, like it comes with stuff like that. So it's just like, it's really, I think it's a really good investment. Um, yeah. So I definitely recommend those things for oh, sure. Awesome. I'll have to look into that. Yeah. Very cool. So how can our listeners get in touch with you? Um, I'm on Instagram. What is my, like, what is my name on Instagram? <laughs> is, <that bad? laughs> is it just I have to, I have to look it up. Um, but yeah, on Instagram, oh, it's Jenna underscore Eden underscore Richter. I like to make my name very complicated. You should see my email address. It's embarrassing. (laughs) Um, but yeah, Instagram, I mean, I'm always checking that and like same with Facebook. Like if anybody has any questions or anything, yeah, they can reach out to me there for sure. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your story today. Yeah. And thank you both for having this podcast because it's really, really awesome. Oh, thank you. Thanks again to Jenna for taking the time to share that beautiful birth story with us. We really appreciate it. And if you guys are liking what you're hearing, please give us a five-star review on iTunes so that we can continue to grow and continue to do what we're doing. Thanks, guys. 